Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. This week, we're going to talk about all of the changes that have happened in the world of SEO over the last week or so. I have some significant algorithm turbulence to talk about. I think that we probably had a link-related update in the last week or so. Um, We're going to talk about some things like what Google says on keyword stuffing, um, some new features in Google Search Console, uh, a bunch of tips on content creation, and most importantly, I think we'll talk about something John Mueller said in a help hangout that I think is really important for any new site, any site that was affected by the March 9th algorithm update, and really any site that produces a lot of content. So stick around for the end because this is probably the most uh, valuable part of this podcast episode, in my opinion. So let's talk first about algorithm updates. Initially, uh, when I started to put my newsletter together this week, I didn't feel that there was any significant algorithm update. And the main reason for that is that I hadn't received any emails of people saying, help, I've just been uh, demolished in the SERPs. Uh, Because usually when there's a big algorithm update, I can tell the emails just start to flood in as those of you who check your rankings on a a crazy uh, frequency start to recognize that something bad is happening. And I didn't receive those emails yet. When I did look at Google Analytics data, and I have access to hundreds of sites for Google Analytics. Um, It was very, very clear that a number of sites saw changes on June 17th uh, and good changes for the most part. We did see some sites that declined, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And so June 17th and 18th, there were a a large number of sites that saw a significant change in the trajectory of their uh, traffic when it comes to Google organic traffic. So A lot of the sites that we looked at were sites that we felt had link issues. Some of them that saw improvements were sites that perhaps three or four years ago I had done a link audit for and uh, filed a disavow. Now, I'm not saying that that disavow from years ago is actually the cause of them seeing improvements at this point, but what I'm saying is it seems like there's a link-related component. Um, It may be that perhaps uh, Google, um, you know, if you're in an industry where uh, you have very spammy links or you've had to build links in an unnatural way in order to get ahead, probably your competitors are that way too. And so I feel that a lot of these sites uh, that we had previously filed a disavow for uh, and saw improvements, it may be that some of their competitors have had some of their unnatural links devalued by Google. Um, we also saw some improvements on sites that we've recently filed disavows for, and that's kind of encouraging. Um, a couple of these sites saw massive increases. I wanted to highlight one site in my Google Analytics that saw a significant drop in traffic, and they saw a drop uh, around May 24th, which I do believe was related to links as well. Uh, and then they saw another drop on June 17th and 18th. And the reason why I'm highlighting them is that this site, when we did their review, we looked at their backlinks and we said, you are doing some very risky backlink building tactics. Um, What they're doing is mostly uh, it's presented as content marketing, but really nobody's ever reading these articles. So what's happening is they're getting articles written by, um, you know, writers that are not necessarily associated with their website, which is not always a bad thing. Um, But the point is they're getting articles written uh, very, very cheaply. And then inserting links in these articles. And the argument that I always get from the SEO companies when we talk about this is, well, you know, the person who placed that article, they did so editorially. They, you know, we didn't put a gun to their head to get them to place the the link. Um, 
In reality, though, if you're getting links like this and nobody's ever clicking on them, it's not actually bringing you business to your uh, to your company, then you're probably not doing content marketing. You're probably just being participating in a link scheme. And so we had advised this particular site, you know, this looks kind of risky. Uh, it was very easy for my team and I to determine that, oh, yeah, these links are just made for SEO purposes. And then sure enough, this site saw some very, very dramatic losses. Um, and so when I tweeted about this uh, possible update, Glenn Alsop, who most of you probably know as Viper Chill, he actually said uh, in reply that he had over 30 emails about this issue, uh, about sites dropping June 17th to 18th. Um, and, you know, he was essentially agreeing that this is probably a link related thing. Um, he had an interesting comment. He said that one person uh, named Bo had um, said that they recovered from this drop by implementing HTTPS. Now, I don't think that this is the solution to, uh, you know, if you've seen a, a traffic drop, the ranking boost that you get from HTTPS is very, very minimal. But here's what I think happened. Back in the day when the Penguin algorithm used to suppress sites, we would see cases where people would say, yeah, I switched to HTTPS and all of a sudden my rankings improved. Um, and what happens, I think, is that when you switch to HTTPS, Google sees this as a site move. And so essentially, you're a new site for a little period of time until Google figures out that, oh, you know, all these links that used to point to this site actually point to this HTTPS version. Um, and uh, and that's why sometimes we'll see a bit of a dip in rankings uh, when you initially switch to HTTPS. Um, although, and then, you know, so for some of these sites, the penguin suppression was lifted off temporarily when they switched to HTTPS. And then eventually, um, so in the old days, it was when Penguin ran again, the site would plummet uh, again in rankings. These days, now that Penguin is a part of the main algorithm, I'm anticipating that this site that saw improvements after switching to HTTPS will probably drop again within the next couple of weeks, assuming that Google is doing something with links. Now, we did have a couple of sites that saw nice improvements that we didn't feel had issues with their link profile. Um, it's possible that perhaps competitors uh, have had some links devalued, um, or it's possible that this also was a quality update. Maybe there were two things going on. Um, my point is, though, that if you were affected around June 17th or 18th in organic traffic, then you need to be looking at your links. I am suspicious that in most cases a disavow will not solve the problem. Still, if you did see a drop on that date and you know that you have links that uh, are questionable, links that you would be really, really worried if somebody from the web spam team was looking at them, then um, you know you probably should file a disavow. Uh, there still is a possibility that there are algorithms outside of Penguin that can cause... Um, some type of suppression once uh, if you have a bunch of unnatural links. Um, but the reality is that if you were ranking on the power of unnatural links and Google's figuring out how to get rid of that benefit, uh, you may not see improvements. So we're still, I mean, we're in early days in uh, coming back to filing disavows again. Uh, for quite some time, I actually did not recommend doing disavowing. Um, and so now, uh, you know, we're starting to do a little bit more and we're seeing that some of the sites that saw improvements on June 17th and 18th were actually sites that we've recently filed disavows for. So I still feel like I need a little bit more data before I publish anything um, you know, significant on the benefits of disavowing, but more and more I'm looking, it's looking like sites with a, a large history of uh, link building could benefit from doing disavow work still. 
Um, Dr. Pete noticed that there are more video carousels again, uh, and they're taking over some of the image thumbnails in the search results. So if you normally get a lot of traffic from image search and that traffic is decreasing, it might be that Google is showing fewer images for your SERPs. Um, and so uh, Google's really pushing towards video. And I would say, you know, if video is something that makes sense for your company to do, then I would uh, recommend getting video out there um, because it seems like users really like to digest that and Google wants to show people what uh, they want to see. So uh, producing more video is, is, uh, is definitely a good idea. Um, let's talk a little bit about keyword stuffing. There was an interesting tweet uh, from John Mueller where he was replying about a, a question on keyword stuffing. And he basically said that uh, keyword stuffing shouldn't result in de-indexing. And I know people were getting, you know, they were writing news stories about it. Like, oh, John Mueller said, you know, keyword stuffing doesn't matter. That's not what he said. He said it won't get a page de-indexed. So, if you have a page that is having trouble ranking for your main keyword, but ranks really well for many other things, then something you should look at is keyword stuffing. Uh, I've had cases in the past where I look at a page and I go, oh my goodness, the main keyword is written on here so many times. It's in every H tag. It's all throughout the body. Uh, and so we uh, try to drastically reduce the keyword stuffing. And in some cases, that page can pop back up to the first page. Uh, and so keyword stuffing is something that it won't cause de-indexing, but it can cause suppression. I'm I'm 100% sure on that. Um, and so uh, again, if you have a particular keyword that you really, really feel like you should rank for and you're not, then that's something that could be uh, one of the problems. Um, and so the good thing about keyword stuffing is the algorithm that assesses it will uh, rerun every time it recrawls your site, uh, every time Google recrawls your site. So if you are trying to experiment with whether or not you have keyword stuffing, you can usually get uh, answers within, you know, a couple of days or so. Uh, and so if you're not seeing your site pop back up again, once you've removed keywords, you either have to do more work to reduce keyword stuffing, or there's some other type of issue going on. Um, I think something else uh, to take note of too in John's tweet was that some pages can get away with keyword stuffing. I mean, sometimes it happens and it's not annoying to users. I had an article of mine um, in a, on another site that I published years ago that ranked really, really well. And I did an experiment where I stuffed that thing full of keywords. I think I put like 500 instances of the keyword and it was horrible to read, um, but it ranked really, really well. Uh, and it still ranks well to this day, even though it's keyword stuffed. So I think sometimes I'm suspicious that Google actually looks at the site as a whole. You know, if there's one article that it seems like a keyword's written lots of times, it's probably not going to hurt you. But if you've been, uh, you know, really, really trying to stuff your keywords across your site, perhaps that can hurt you. Um, hard to say. But I, I, do, I don't think that we need to just ignore the possibility of keyword stuffing. It's, it's definitely something that can affect sites. Um, Google announced uh, new prayer time boxes. Uh, so in certain areas, you can, uh, if you're trying to figure out when the Islamic prayer times are, uh, that will come up in a box now. Um, probably not big search news, but it could be if that's the motive, uh, that's the, uh, you know, your main thing that your website is known for. Um, in Google Search Console, now you can add directories, which is pretty cool. So you can um, look at, uh, uh, in, you can just put individual, if there's one part of your site, like perhaps the blog or a news directory that you want to track separately in Google Search Console, you can do that now. 
Um, there was an interesting question about safe search. So most of you know that safe search is, uh, it's generally on by default and it's meant to protect people from seeing, um, adult results. Uh, obviously it's not perfect and there's still lots of opportunity to find adult stuff on Google, but this, uh, it certainly does help. Actually, I'm going to tell a story. I think most of you have probably heard this, but I think it's a fascinating story about Matt Cutts when he was in the early days of being on the web spam team at Google and one of his jobs was to make safe search better. And so the story says that uh, apparently Matt's wife would bake these amazing cookies and he would bring the cookies into work at Google and he would tell people, I want you to try to find porn on the internet and using Google. And if anybody could successfully uh, type in a search that would result in porn coming up, then they would get one of these cookies. And I think they called them porn cookies or something. I don't know. There was a funny name to it, but... The point is, I mean, how would you like that to be your job that you're searching for uh, adult gross stuff all the time? Um, but the thing was that uh, he used the brain power of all the people in the office to figure out, uh, can't do we have results that are potentially offensive to people? Uh, and then they built algorithms around that. So your site can be filtered out by safe search. And if you're not sure if that's happening, so if you have adult terms or you have things that could be construed as maybe adult, maybe not, then and one thing to do is just turn safe search off and do your search. Turn safe search on. You can do that in your Chrome settings and um, and see if your site is not appearing. And if you're filtered out by safe search, uh, something that John Mueller confirmed is that it can take months for you to get back in the index uh, if Google has previously decided that your site is adult. So, you really don't want to risk. Um, something that John has recommended before is if you do have sections of your site that contain adult or potentially adult content, that you put them in a very distinct section, um, you know, such as a, a particular directory so that the rest of your site does not get filtered out as a potentially not safe for work site. Um, let's talk about, oh, Search Console has some new features and uh, I haven't, it's rolling out slowly. I don't have it on any of my accounts as of yet that I can see, uh, but they're features that allow us to see things for specific URLs. Um, so it looks like you can see whether this URL is indexed, uh, whether Google considers it the canonical page, which is quite interesting. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to playing around with that. Um, uh, let's see what else will we talk about here. Um, Okay, there's a new thing in the PageSpeed Insights tool. I know the Insights tool gets a lot of flack because it's maybe not as accurate as some of the other PageSpeed tools, uh, but... Uh, we pay close attention to it because we feel that if your site's going to be suppressed uh, because of low page speed, it's because of this number that's appearing in Google's tool. Uh, one cool thing you can do now is actually do a page speed of the whole site in aggregate. Uh, and so you can actually put site colon uh, example.com into page speed insights and it'll give you the average page speed score for the whole site. I haven't tried that yet, but it looks like something that... Uh, um, would be quite helpful to have. And so uh, we'll probably start adding that to our reviews soon. There was a neat tip from Dan Schur. Whenever Dan tweets about content, it's always something super valuable. Uh, and he tweeted about this neat, uh, how he's seeing a lot more uh, results in the searches that say either versus or the difference between. So the search that he did was unsubsidized student loan. 
And the results, uh, the first result was what's the difference between subsidized and unsubsidized loans? Uh, and so if you produce content where people are trying to make decisions and trying to decide, should I buy this product or this one? Or should I, you know, what type of cake should I bake this one or this one? Um, something like that, then we really are a fan of producing content that actually helps people make their decision. We saw, we did one review once um, for a particular type of software and the competitor had all of these really neat articles that were like comparing their software to all of the competitors. And they were saying, I mean, obviously the results were on their site saying our site was better for everything, but they did point out a few things like maybe the competitor was less expensive or something like that. The thing is those articles ranked extremely well. So that's a really good content tip for you. Um, Let's see, Google's now highlighting fact checking in the search results. Uh, it's not new, but it's something that just came up. Um, if you do have uh, things that uh, have been fact checked, you can use the claim review schema. So that's something for you to look into. I talked last week about WebLite. We won't go into all the details again, but it was basically a way for uh, Google to serve up your content for people who are on very slow data connections. And uh, there's some you know, debate about that. One of the things I wasn't sure about was whether it would actually appear in your Google Analytics data. And Luke Redding sent me an email uh, saying, you know, I should have tested this myself, but thanks for doing it, Luke, um, where he just uh, you know, looked at the WebLite version of his page. And sure enough, the Google analytics tracking code fired um, and he as far as I know didn't do anything special to get that tracking code or get the uh, Google Analytics to fire uh, so it looks like Google Analytics does track web light um, Let's talk a little bit about Google Alerts. Uh, I tweeted about this and it's kind of humorous, although it's probably not humorous for the people who were in the situation, but I have uh, a Google Alert set up for my name. And if you are doing SEO for uh, you know any companies, you should have Google Alerts set up for not only their brand name, but also your competitors' brand names. And it's amazing how much stuff you can find with that. Um, you can see where competitors are in the news. You know, Maybe they're doing some new fantastic content thing and they've uh, put out all of these press releases, uh, well, the Google alerts will alert you to that. And also, if they're getting links, there might be ways where you could look at it and go, oh, you know what? They did this like fantastic piece of content that got them a bunch of links and, and mentions, and we could produce something similar. Uh, so my Google alert for my name came up saying, uh, Marie Haynes was charged with attempted first-degree murder after allegedly hitting a woman with her car in the parking lot near Chuck E. Cheese. Um, obviously, that's not me. Uh, the joke on Twitter is that I need some reputation management, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Anyways, most of the Google alerts are, uh, I find them quite useful. I should also mention I, I make good use of Ahrefs alerts as well. And um, um, I find that they, they're a little bit better at figuring out which Marie Haynes is me, which is quite interesting. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how they do it, but uh, I do like the Ahrefs alerts uh, quite a bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about beacons. Barry Schwartz uh, posted a picture of a beacon that Google just sent him. He didn't ask for it. And the idea was for him to put it in the office. And it's another way for Google to determine how many people are visiting his business. Um, and then I think the goal is that you can uh, basically target advertising to say like, oh, you know, this person has been in our business, so we should probably be targeting them with this ad for the next sale that we have. Um 
I just, I think this is really interesting. And I think, I mean, Google is already looking at location data uh, from people who are using Android phones. So if you have an Android phone and you go into a business, Google will often say, here's the information for this particular business. Or um, sometimes they'll, uh, if you're a Google guide, they'll say, hey, we need photos of this business. The point is that they know that you're in that business. Um, And if you were wanting to rank businesses in terms of which are the most popular, kind of makes sense that the business that more people visit is very popular. Um, So the point is, uh, should you be getting these beacons? I mean, there's all sorts of uh, privacy issues and stuff like that. I would say go for it. I mean, um, I would put them up because you want to show Google that people are visiting you all of the time, you know, and so faking lots of visits is probably going to be a challenge. But, uh, but if you are um, a local business that gets foot traffic, then I think you need to do everything you can. Uh, I know one of the local, I can't remember who it was, but one of the local people, it might have been David Mim, um, said uh, recently, you should host uh, user um, groups for Android users, you know, (laughs) groups to get together and play Pokemon Go or something like that. And then that encourages people with Android phones to come and hang out at your business and make it look like you're, uh, you're very, very popular. (laughs) Um, We talked a little bit before about anonymous reviews. If you have lost a bunch of reviews from, and I've, a lot of lawyers are losing reviews. And I think it's because in the past, like you used to be able to review people anonymously. Um, I'm not about to, I mean, we talked about my issue at Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not about to um, go and uh, review a lawyer and say, you know, when I was charged with attempted murder, this lawyer was great. Um, So uh, there's a good article on Moz um, about this recently. And uh, Mike Blumenthal had some information from Google uh, and Google said, we do not allow anonymous reviews today and we've removed legacy anonymous reviews. So um, unfortunately, if you've lost those reviews, they're they're not coming back. Um, Let's see what else we should talk about. There's a neat tip here from Ben Fisher about... um, If you're trying to rank locally and for some reason you just can't rank in your city, one thing you could do is actually Google your city um, and you'll see a map come up from Google that outlines where they think the city boundaries are. And if you're not in those boundaries, it's going to be really hard to rank in that city. Uh, So uh, I thought that was an an interesting tip. So let's talk a little bit about this um, information from a help hangout that I think is connected to the March 9th algorithm update. Uh, There was a question from somebody whose site had seen some uh, declines. Uh, I don't think they specifically said it was March 9th, but it was essentially a um, a news site. Um, Hang on here that uh, was seeing a decline in rankings. Um, And and we saw a lot of news type sites that saw hits, very significant hits on March 9th. Um, And John went on to say about this site, here's the quote directly from him. I think the main problem with a lot of these websites I see is that they're kind of as good as the other websites out there. And in that case, why should we show that website instead of the others. So you really want to significantly stand out from the others. 
Um, and so, and then the other thing he said was, uh, I noticed that a lot of content on this person's site is getting visibility. Uh, oh, that was getting visibility in search is fairly basic and simple content. And I would be kind of worried that the information on your website could be provided by anyone. Uh, and so what we're seeing with some of the recent quality updates, I think April 16th was probably about this as well, is that Google just figured out that, you know, um, there's certain sites, like if there's a news story and everybody's writing the same thing about this news story, then, um, you know, why would Google want to show your result next to the big news sites? And I've talked about this ad nauseum, but the point is the algorithms are finding this. Um, And so here's another quote from the same hangout that John said, uh, what I usually recommend is if you're starting out with a new website is find a niche where you can be the real expert, where you're not competing with gigantic other websites that have been around for tens of years, but rather that you're seen as someone that is doing something unique and compelling and kind of growing organically from there. And this is the thing I, I see all the time. We get sites that want reviews and they're doing the same thing as hundreds of other sites and there's absolutely nothing to differentiate them. Um, and in the past, and I think the reason why this happens is because some of you have been doing SEO for years and you remember the days where you could take a mediocre website and you could get enough links pointing to it and it would rank really well. And uh, that's not the case anymore. I mean, Google is getting really, really good at figuring out who is the best website. Um, And so one of the things that we're trying to do with our site reviews is uh, brainstorm on, you know, what are things that this website could do that make it way more valuable than any other one? You know, we'll look at it and we'll say like, you know, we don't even know what this topic is. There's a particular financial site that we're reviewing right now that we're like, I don't even know what this thing is, you know, and so the average user doesn't know what this is. And every website that's ranking doesn't even explain uh, what they're about. And so one of the things we recommended was just writing a very good basic explainer post um, to to say, you know, if you're trying to figure out this financial issue, this is exactly what you need to know. So you need to look at your website and say, you know, am I producing something that truly is the best of its kind? And if it's not, then you have to look at that critically and decide because Google is seeing that if a huge part of your website contains information that you could just find elsewhere, then uh, you're probably going to see declines uh, in conjunction with quality updates. So uh, conversely, though, if you can make changes so that you are more valuable, which is very, very hard. And one of the problems is it's very hard for just you can't just be uh, the SEO who does this. I mean, the whole business has to be uh, super valuable. And so um, in the past, you know, the SEO could do some magic and the site could rank. And now my belief is that the role of an SEO is to make a business the best of its kind, which is crazy, right? I mean, uh, there's so many factors that we can't control, but it can be done. I mean, we've seen sites where we've worked with them uh, to make tons of improvements to make things better for the users. And uh, it usually takes several months, but we usually do see uh, significant improvement, which is is very, very good. So that's all we have for this week. I am off to uh, Finland with the SEM Rush team for the rest of the week. So if you're trying to reach me, I'm probably not going to be available uh, for uh, Wednesday on. Um, but and then next week is Canada Day, as well as I don't know, the Americans have some kind of holiday, right? Uh, and so Canada Day uh, is 
Sunday, but our holiday is on Monday. So we may push the newsletter a day or two if you're waiting for that next week. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's mariehaines.com slash newsletter. Uh, there's a free and a paid version. The free version gives you, you know, all of the Google announcements that you need to know. The paid version includes some of the tips that I've actually put in this podcast uh, and some other tips as well on content creation, on getting links. There's a really good tip in uh, this episode on something that you can do to get links and also build up your EAT, your expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. So that's all we have. I wish you the best of luck with your rankings this week, and hopefully we'll talk soon.